You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. And our hot stove show is coming to you from Fargo, North Dakota. In fact, on a bus adorned with Joe Maurer's face here in Fargo, North Dakota. We are continuing on the Twins Winter Caravan. And tonight should be a whole lot of fun here in Fargo, expecting a full house. uh, And we will have a lot to talk about. And we'll have a lot to share with you throughout the course of this hot stove show over the next half hour. Now, there was a lot of news in and around Major League Baseball over the last couple of days as far as the Twins are concerned. No major roster news, though Glenn Perkins is officially going to announce his retirement. Certainly don't expect Perk to stray far from the Twins organization, and there is a high likelihood we'll be able to hear from Glenn, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. And multiple-time All-Star for the Minnesota native Glenn Perkins, who enjoyed a wonderful Major League career, battled through injuries much of the past couple of seasons. Also, the Hall of Fame inductions, while they're coming up this summer, we already know Jack Morris, our colleague, will be inducted, along with his longtime teammate and friend, Alan Trammell. And today they found out who will join them. It's going to be a sizable contingent in Cooperstown. Vlad Guerrero, one of the truly unique and spectacular players of the generation, is headed to the Hall of Fame, longtime Montreal Expo. You saw him play with several other clubs as well. A guy who, when he was at Target Field or the Dome, you didn't want to miss in batting practice because there was simply nobody like him. Trevor Hoffman. Widely respected, one of the most respected players of his generation as a closer. They'll be playing Hell's Bells in Cooperstown this summer as well. No surprise that Lawrence Chipper Jones is a Hall of Famer, one of the top switch hitters of all time and a career Atlanta Brave. Chipper Jones is going into the Hall of Fame. And the last guy, well, he's pretty familiar as well, Jim Tomei. Jim Tomei, who hit home run number 600 as a Minnesota Twin. Well, he wasn't a twin for long, but what an impact he made in Twins territory in his brief time. Jim Tomey, a first-class guy uh, and certainly one of the all-time favorite teammates as well as sluggers of anybody who ever played the game. So congratulations to all of them along with Morris and Trammell. Cooperstown will welcome in Chipper Jones, Trevor Hoffman, Vladimir Guerrero, and also Jim Tomey coming up this summer. Now coming up. As part of our hot stove show, a guy who is going to have to sit through all six of those speeches coming up this summer in Cooperstown and says he'll probably fall asleep because, well, that's just going to take a long time for a guy his age. That's our own Hall of Famer, Burt Blylevin. We're going to hear from Burt not only on this Twins Winter Caravan, but on uh, all of the uh, caravans past dating back to 1970. Trevor Hildenberger will join us. We'll hear from Taylor Rogers as well as we detail life on this leg of the Twins Winter Caravan as the Twins Hot Stove Show. Let's make a road trip coming at you live from Fargo, North Dakota tonight as uh, we 
are on the uh, third of four nights of the uh, final leg of the Twins Winter Caravan. So, again, big news in and around baseball today with the Hall of Fame selections. And, of course, always news in Twins territory as we traverse the highways and byways, fighting through bad weather, meeting all sorts of friends uh, throughout the course of this Twins Winter Caravan. The Twins Hot Stuff Show rolls on next. Do stay with us. Burt Blylevin, our own Hall of Famer, coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show. We're taking our show literally on the road, a road that, in fact, had a had a cow in it earlier today, keeping us from getting to Morris, Minnesota. I'm joined by Bert Blylevin now, and we are somewhere between Morris and Wapiton, North Dakota. And, Bert, you've been doing this a long time. You've been to about every spot on the caravan. But it's like baseball. You never know when you're going to see something you haven't seen before. Was that your first bovine traffic stop? No, I've seen a cow before. Okay, thank you very much. But... Uh... I've seen many cows in my life, but uh, you know what? I go back to 1970, my first caravan, Chris, and uh, we didn't travel like we are today, you know, in a luxury bus, you know, where we can pull out cars and play cribbage and stuff like that. We we basically were maybe in a Ford or a Chevy vehicle and traveling uh, all over the five-state area, but it's something that I think every winter I look forward to because we get a chance to come out and go to places that I've never been before. I've been to Morris before. I'm looking forward to going to Fargo later tonight, but mainly it's all about just thanking the fans, going back to Calvin Griffith days in the 60s when uh, that was our winter job, basically. In 1970, my first caravan is an opportunity to get in front of people for the first time and actually maybe, you know, talk about yourself and the organization and the club, the upcoming season, and just thanking everybody for their support over the years. You know, one of the things about the caravan is that now that you're in a broadcasting role and more of a veteran role, you get to hang out with some of these younger players in a different environment. It's not work day for them, and they have a chance once the, the guard gets lowered to really talk pitching on a deeper level. And as much fun as we have, and we do have a lot of fun, there always seems to come a point in every day where it's much more serious, where it is about how to have a 20-plus year career, how to stay in the big leagues, how to get guys out. And for a baseball guy, I mean, I can't think of anything better than a chance to, to share those stories and to talk about the game. Well, I did the same thing when I was, you know, their age. Uh, you know, Trevor, you know, Hildenberger or, or Taylor Rogers. These guys' careers are just starting at the major league level, and that's the excitement that you see. You know, I've gone out with so many guys over the 23 years I've been broadcasting, and you see the maturity and the desire and the, the, I guess the, just the determination that these kids have. They also want to come out, and, and I think this is a great experience for them. That when they're out on that mound, they they know they're not out there by themselves. They know that. As long as there's Minnesota Twin fans around, you're also pitching for them. You're pitching for your team. You're pitching for your organization. But you're also pitching for the fans. You see how much they care about the game of baseball through these caravans. One thing that is always evident as well is that when you win, you're immortal in the fan base. Because literally, uh, we see generations passing their 87 gear or their 91 gear down to second graders who are swimming in grandpa's sweatshirt. And when you do something like that, that is shared by an entire community, and in this case a five-state community, that never goes away. No, it really doesn't. I think a great example was 87 and 91. 87, I considered, and I think a lot of the guys on that ball club considered the fans of the five-state area, twin fans, 
were our 10th player on the field. We won at home in 87 and 91. They did not fare too well on the road, but they always knew they came back to the Metrodome at that time that they were going to win because they had that 10th player on the field. You can't explain that sometimes to maybe a fan that doesn't understand uh, what a player feels like when he's out on that mound with a baseball in his hand or he's playing short or center that you hear that constant roar behind you and they're they're uplifting you no matter how bad maybe you're pitching or you're playing you have that little bit of extra because you want to impress those fans and you want them on your side now we have a pretty easy leg in terms of travel and as you said we're in this gorgeous bus gary has been able to be masterful getting us through the blizzard uh we we are fed well uh, we're well rested we're playing a lot of cards that wasn't always the case and you go back to the days of the caravan where you literally with some of your teammates found yourself spinning on a freeway and you know facing the wrong way in a big ditch full of snow yeah i remember it had to be in the 80s because juan berenger myself i believe but al newman we were going down to southern minnesota daryl cunningham at that time was working in the media relations he was our driver that week and uh, we hit an ice storm right around i believe albert lee in that area and uh, next thing we know he wanted to pass a car i'm in the passenger seat he wanted to pass a car maybe 10 15 miles an hour hit some black ice what they call up here we spun around probably four or five times ended up in the ditch and i remember as we were spinning i turned around and looked at juan berenger and his eyes were double the size we didn't know what was going to happen and we ended up in the ditch but if we had gotten into the ditch say 20 feet prior we would have been down a little bit of a cliff area so we're pretty lucky they had to come tow us out but we ended up getting the uh the banquet in that night and uh went our merry way the next day we see you sign a lot of autographs you guys post for a lot of pictures we just came from a school which is always fun because the young kids seem to ask i think the best question and they and they scream and they yell but you also had a chance yesterday we were at the, the university in in uh, marshall we walked in on a baseball practice, and you turned into Coach Bly Levin. And I know that was kind of fun for you, too. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to this is the first year uh, that I'm going to be with the team, the big league team, uh, in spring training from when the pitchers and catchers report for a week. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, when you get an opportunity to see a young, talented kid, say, for, and he's got a good arm, sometimes it's just a little mechanics that I notice that maybe it could make him better. So little suggestions here or there. I always try to keep it simple. If it, to me, it's simple. Keep off the fastball. You have to have good control of the fastball and then work in your secondary pitch, but get ahead and account. Try to get some quick outs. And if they can do that, you know, and that's what the starting staff of the Twins need to do. They don't need to throw 50 pitches in the first three innings. Throw 30 to 40 pitches, so that it enables you to get into the seventh or eighth inning to a very good bullpen where the organizations really dedicated themselves to try to better this winter. It's Bert Blylevin having a lot of fun out here on Caravan. The hardest part, getting him after starting the conversation on the stage to hand the mic to a reliever. It's like you didn't want to hand the baseball to a reliever is uh, his time on the mound. And we're going to have a lot of fun in Fargo this evening. Then we're on into Alexandria tomorrow night. It's the Twins Winter Caravan. And here on the Twins Hot Stove Show, we'll keep you right here on our bus. We'll join uh, Trevor Hildenberger, Taylor Rogers. Coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. This is the mobile edition. Everything's going mobile. And we are rolling through North Dakota, 
Trevor Hildenberger in North Dakota for the very first time. Now, this is your first caravan, and it's been a year of firsts for you, so uh, we'll work backwards. Uh, your first caravan, your thoughts initially based on what you thought it was going to be like and what it's been like so far. It's been even colder than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> but it's been awesome to get outside the Twin Cities and meet some Twins fans, some diehard Twins fans. You know, Twins territory is, is a huge amount of people, and it's been nice to to get out here and thank them for all their support and coming to games and making it to Target Field and making my job a whole lot of fun. We've had a chance to do some interesting things already. We had the ice castle, getting towed across a bridge in a blizzard is probably something that wasn't on the itinerary. And we're just coming out of the giant sunflower seed factory here in Wahpeton, North Dakota. Uh, that's not something you get to do every day. Your thoughts on, uh, on some of the activities, the interactive portions of our programming. Oh, it's been a blast. It's, like you said, a year of firsts, and everything in the snow weather is a first. Getting pulled across the bridge, um, having to deal with cars that are sliding around, running into a cow. As, you know, On the way here, we had to stop and avoid a cow in the middle of the road. So it's been awesome, and, and I thank the Giant Seed Company for helping us you know, meet some fans and get in there and provide us with some nice dill pickle seeds I'm excited about. I talk about a perfect synergy because maybe nobody in the world knows more about giant sunflower seeds other than the people we just met with and then major league bullpen guys right yeah yeah there's a lot of downtime out there and you get to do a lot of things with seeds but um i definitely my the salt intake during season skyrockets um at least one bag a game and tons of bubble gum too so it's great to meet some people that work really hard to make that possible we get to answer a lot of questions you answer a lot more obviously than i do but from fans ranging literally from three years old to 100 years old on this caravan and from all different backgrounds, and we've had some dandies. You, however, have gotten booed twice, once for liking the 49ers and once for liking sushi. Those two kind of came out of left field for me in terms of the reaction. Yes, I didn't expect so much adversity and so much criticism for liking the 49ers. It's not even in the same division as the Vikings, but um, the sushi doesn't surprise me, I think, People don't get a lot of fresh fish out here, which is too bad because they re if they ever get come to California, hit me up. I'll take you to the best sushi spots. I'll get you all the freshest fish, and they'll all fall in love with it. Taylor seems to be Taylor Rogers seems to be playing to his audience a little bit here. Yeah, he plays it way too safe. He says meat and potatoes, and I like land meat, and I like deer, and I like <laughs> beef, and I like cheeseburgers, and it's yeah for a three-year-old everyone's gonna throw their hands up for chicken tenders and burgers so uh, he's playing it way too safe we had a chance to meet with some college baseball players yesterday and i have to think for you you're a major leaguer but you haven't been there long enough to where you take it for granted in any way shape or form and i have to think looking at the eyes of these kids who were standing where you were literally just a few short years ago that had to be kind of a neat experience yeah it's pretty awesome it was pretty awesome to meet those guys and to let them know that there's no one path to the big leagues. There's no right way to do it. Like Everybody gets there different ways. Some people were highly touted prospects, and then they were the opposite, like me. And you can just keep working hard. You can try new avenues when you hit adversity, you know, make adjustments. Um, but it was also cool getting to tease a kid a little bit who wanted to meet Zach Granite. Zach Granite was his favorite player, and then uh, I FaceTimed him without the kid knowing, and then surprised him he got to meet Zach Granite through some FaceTime, which was awesome. But we got to expand on that story, though, because he didn't just get to meet Zach Granite. He was a little abrasive in his approach to Zach being his favorite player because he came right to the core of a, of a, of a fairly sticky matter. <laughs> yeah, he uh, 
you know, he was raving about Zach Granite at first, says he's his favorite player, models himself after him. And he goes, first question, how did Zach feel when he missed first base in the playoff game in his hometown? And I said, well, I don't know, why don't you ask him? And he called Zach, and Zach goes, oh, it's the worst, worst feeling in the world. And I reminded him, oh, worse when you threw that ball into first base at Dodger Stadium? So um, we have some fun. We, we tease around. But, yeah, the kid, uh, I think he was trying to find some empathy for Zach Rana. We got Bert Blylevin on the other end of the bus. And, you know, Bert is such a wealth of pitching experience and knowledge. I mean, the numbers are mind-blowing. 300 innings in a season. The, the strikeout told us they're just they're ridiculous. The fact that he was a major leaguer at 19 years of age when most of us can't find our car keys. On the serious side of this uh, very fun winter caravan, the fact just to sit down and talk pitching with Burt Blylevin, who yesterday dropped on us that occasionally when a guy was on him, he'd drop down and throw side on Yeah, I'm, I was really surprised by that. Um, but it's been awesome talking to him, and I plan to talk, on, talk to him a little bit more. You know, I'm trying to learn a breaking ball from over the top, and I heard he's got a pretty good one, so maybe I'll pick up some t- tips and tricks from him. Um, but like you said, a, a wealth of pitching knowledge, 5,000 innings in the big league. I haven't dreamed 5,000 innings, let alone played. So um, to pick his brain a little bit about fastball command and how that really unlocks getting big league hitters out, um, it's going to be great. Well, winning combination all year long was Hildenberger and Rogers late in a game. It's late in our hot stove show, and we're going to transition from Hildenberger to Rogers. We're going righty to lefty. After this, it's the Twins Hot Stove Show on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, and this is a, uh, a mobile edition of the uh, Twins Hot Stove Show out on the Twins Winter Caravan here, and we're crossing as we speak literally from North Dakota back into Minnesota, and then we'll veer right back into the uh, Garden State, the Peace Garden State of North Dakota. Joined by Taylor Rogers, and Taylor is in his second caravan year. Now, last year, kind of a truncated caravan. This year, he's uh, blowing it out, uh, full tilt. And how has this year been different than last year in terms of either the types of questions you're getting, uh, the type of response, or even just people being more familiar with you? Boy, we've had such great reactions to the towns this year. Um, I don't know if it was because of the playoff berth or not, but I feel like the fans are really into the season this year. and It's so cool to just be able to get a, few, a feel for each unique aspect of each town and the people that are rooting for us during the season. It's, it's cool to uh, come say thanks. It's an interesting time to be a Twins fan because there's so many great young players, and you guys all have a different story. Uh, I don't think there's any two of you who are really all that similar or that alike. So to be able to be out here with Hildy, and he's got a very different tale, and and your story, and we get to talk about some of your teammates, like a Zach Granite keeps coming up, or to talk about playing with a Byron Buxton. Uh, I just feel like it's a, a group that's worth getting to know because – when we speak, that's really the root of your success this last year, right? Is the cohesiveness and the way you guys kind of fuse together as a family? Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, being teammates first and foremost is uh, kind of what brought our season uh, back together. But I think it's just the coolest thing to, to bring a diverse group of people together, and, and we all have that common goal. You know, we have people from the Dominican and Venezuela and Germany and, and the Americans even. Uh, you know, we have guys from the south, guys from the north east west and we're all coming together i think that is so cool how we can harmonize and really baseball is the ultimate meritocracy when it comes to that when you talk about all the reasons we're different baseball more than any other game really brings people together and uh and if you can play you can play it there's a universal language i think even more so even in the minor leagues right when you get down to like the gcl i can recall a twins team that i want to say started nine guys from eight different countries (laughs) wow that's crazy you know uh cool story is um 
spring training a couple of years ago, we had uh, Byung Ho Park, and um, we Tom Kelly got to talk and instructing. So about 30 minutes later, the drill started back up. But uh, me and Byung Ho just knew that we needed to throw real quick to get loose for the drill. And he didn't speak a lick of English. I didn't speak a lick of Korean. And we just threw together. And I'm like, this is what baseball is all about. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a fantastic, and we get to come out and experience it here uh, over the course of the week. We also get to do some some ice castle exploration. We, we went to a, a giant sunflower seed factory, and I know you're looking forward to, as a Colorado guy, maybe getting to climb on a snowmobile tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully uh, Molitor um, isn't too pissed about that one. I'll keep it slow for him. But, uh, man, just seeing the attributes Minnesota has the, the, with the ice castles and everything, um, it hadn't been too cold, though. We've, we've been pretty good uh, there. We got lucky except for the snowstorm, right? But um, so cool to see what Minnesota has to offer. More fun, riding a snowmobile or watching Trevor Hildenberger ride a snowmobile? <laughs> We're going to watch Trevor Hildenberger ride a snowmobile. He, uh, we asked him to bring boots uh, on this trip because it's Minnesota, North Dakota. It's going to be cold and snowy and uh, he asked if Uggs were going to be appropriate, so we'll just leave that where that where it is. <laughs> he can borrow Tom Brady's Uggs when uh, when Tom gets to town. Uh, you know, over Twins Fest, we had a chance to, to do a couple of these you know, kind of public appearances, and you had not yet had a chance to sit down with Zach Duke. Now, Zach was on the Hot Stove Show when he signed, and, uh, I mean, what a personable guy, knowledgeable guy, and we've made the comps to Matt Belisle. Added benefit for you in that he's a left-handed pitcher and he's also a guy like yourself he started he's on long relief he's in short relief i did catch you in the corner of the clubhouse uh, chewing his ear a little bit over the course of twins fest how much of an opportunity have you had to talk to zach and how excited are you to have a guy like that in the bullpen yeah i'm pumped to uh to have that guy that i can bounce ideas off of and have a fellow lefty so i feel like he can get our style you know we think with the different side of the brain than the righties so maybe our lingo doesn't match up right but uh, we didn't really get much past the introductory stage. He did say that he spent three years with Matt Belisle, so he's good in my book. And uh, we'll go from there, but I'll definitely be picking his brain, you know, in those lonely days in spring training when we're shagging in the outfield, standing in that little shade of uh, from the foul pole, you know. I'll be picking his brain there. Some new faces uh, as well. Did you get a chance to chat with Fernando Rodney? And uh, obviously Addison Reed wasn't able to be there, but how excited are you? To see some of these new faces added to a group of guys that obviously know each other pretty well and can pick each other up. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Fernando, uh, we had an autograph signing together. He's a he's a jokester. He's you know joking with people. He uses different voices. Um, so he's he's fun so far. Almost left-handed. Yeah, yeah. He might be left-handed secretly, but uh, you know there's a reason they've been around. There's a reason they've been successful and. I'll, I'll probably just watch them in the beginning and then maybe ask questions later, but there's a reason that they've been around and successful. What's next for you? We finish this up on a Thursday or a couple of weeks from going to Fort Myers. Uh, physically, for you, mentally, to get ready to get going in 2018, what are the next steps? Pretty close. Uh, I'll be getting off the mound here uh, once uh, Twins Caravan ends and then uh, just get down to Fort Myers. Usually get there a couple of days early, get acclimated, time change weather-wise and uh, just get stuff set up, and then uh, spring training's ready to roll. And, um, you know, that's a time where you try to polish everything and get ready for the season. Should be a whole lot of fun. We appreciate Taylor Rogers being with us, Trevor Hildenberger, Bert Blylevin. It's been a great caravan leg. We're going to wrap up tomorrow night in Alexandria after a big night tonight in Fargo. That's going to do it for another edition of our Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll be back next week live in studio right here on your home for Twins Baseball.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.